Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Well, hope everybody made it through Christmas okay. Uh, everybody's recovering from the Christmas holiday. It, it must have been so tough. Kelly and Marita both had to take the day off. So, but everything, everything's good here. Uh, we, are, we have a great program for today. And, in fact, with us on the phone, we woke him up. No, we didn't wake him up. He's up at, like, 4 in the morning. Junior D'Amato is with us. Junior, are you there? Morning, Big John. How are you? Good. How are you? Absolutely phenomenal. Is Santa Claus good to you? Oh, boy. We had a, uh, a very interesting day, just like, uh, you know, most people, I hope, did. It was a uh, great day outside. I mean, it was absolutely nuts right up until about 7.30 last night. When I said, you know what, I'm pretty beast. <laughs> I saw people with uh, shorts on yesterday, flip-flops, and uh, driving around in convertibles with the top down. That's what it was all about yesterday, John, in the driveway trying to get the snowblowers up and running as well. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're saying we may have a little bit of snow coming up uh, a little bit later in the week, so you never know. So we have almost 70 degrees on Christmas, and uh, we might have a wintry mix on Tuesday or Wednesday. So Yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting thing, and I think, you know, a lot of uh, the people that uh, listen to uh, your program, I think a lot of them probably have houses and live out in the South Shore, and one of the things they really need to think about is, you know, I just put the lawnmower away. What did I do that I what should I have done that I didn't do? And now it's time to get the snowblower out. And, you know, maybe I should get the thing up and running prior to, you know, getting any kind of snow. So we, do we drain the gas or do we just treat the fuel? I guess you can go either way with that, John. Yeah, uh, you know, people have different opinions on that. Uh, somebody, asked, somebody asked me the other day, and, uh, you know, I, I've always been under the, I've always been the treat the fuel guy, fill it up, treat the fuel. And that, to me, made more sense when uh, fuel tanks were made out of metal and you'd have to worry about rust and corrosion and also moisture. Little less, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm still up in the air about do you drain a carburetor or do you don't drain the carburetor? Mm. Well, one of the things I've done, and I've been very, very lucky over the years, is uh, we run it pretty much out of fuel and then go down to uh, one of the big box stores and buy a quart of that uh, fuel that has a three-year shelf life. Yep. You can go 40 to 1, 50 to 1, or just for cycle fuel. And i got to tell you, John, that stuff has a three-year shelf life. And yeah, it's seven bucks or five bucks, whatever it is. But you know what? I, I like that idea versus letting the gaskets dry out in the carburetor yep. on those little things. But yep. anyway, uh, it's a good idea to make sure they change the oil on these things too. And you just can't use any oil on those either. You got to use usually a non-detergent thirty-weight oil or something like that, so you don't get in trouble. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, that I personally made the mistake of a few years ago. Well, well, I, all the yeah, all the I know. I made a mistake. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you, what? I made a mistake. Oh, uh, but a few years, a few years ago, I was uh, getting the snowblower out, and I had it running earlier in the year just to make sure it was okay. Yeah. And uh, I ran it out of gas, and because I was just using it, and I looked over at the gas can that was there from summertime. And I dumped some gas into the snowblower. Yeah. And it wouldn't start afterwards, and unless I almost even the snowblower with the electric start barely started because that gasoline had was just it wasn't winter gas it was summer gas and it had lost all its energy that's a, that's pretty much what it is and you know when it comes to energy and fuel 
race fuel additives. People want to know, should I put that in my car? Is it going to raise the octane? Yeah, the race fuel will raise the octane. It can almost cause, you know, low compression engines not to start right up properly or even idle properly. So that's a definite no-no unless you have a uh, car with lots of compression. But, yeah, the fuel sitting outside will lose everything that it has as far as being able to fire up and have uh, oxygen uh, relations inside the fuel mixture. So, yeah, you want to get rid of that. Yeah, you really, you really do, and uh, you know you can you can you can do it a, a bunch of ways. You can either bring it to uh, your town, may take it, or uh, you know maybe uh, how about putting a little bit of your car every day. No, I would not do that. That's <laughs> a negative, negative, negative. But I would say bring it down to your local repair shop, and if they have a waste oil heater, they will take that uh, fuel that doesn't burn so good in the uh, in the lawnmower, snowblower, as long as it doesn't have water in it. If it has right. water in it then it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Junior D'Amato. He has uh, two good-sized repair shops, one in High Park, one in Middleborough, Junior's Automotive. Uh, in fact, I put something on Facebook about it this morning, and your buddy, Kevin Tachi, said, look, two of automotive icons. I didn't know we were icons, so, or legends, or something like that. So Old people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, two old people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so anyway, um, Christmas was interesting. It was a nice day yesterday. And I think that um, a lot of people have a lot of conversations about what they did and what they didn't do. But getting back to the, um, the snowblower slash lawnmower, I've got one for you, Mr. John, because I know that you're the shell answer man. Go ahead. I've never had to put air in my snowblower tires, but my wheelbarrow tire always goes low. What's up with that? Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I figured I'd ask you. Next time you have a tire expert guy on, let me know. I mean, think about it. When's the last time you put air in your snowblower, it's snowblower tires? Uh, about three weeks ago. One of, them, really? one, of, one of them was just about flat. Uh-oh. Yeah. You got issues. I guess. I guess. Well, yes, I hey, hey, a lot of people for Christmas probably got one of those little tiny jumpstart boxes, the little lithium ion or whatever they're made out of. In fact, I'm going to be talking about one coming up next from a company called NOCO. Uh, what do you think of those little pocket-sized jumpstarters that put out crazy amperage, like four or 500 amps? Well, we used it um, two days ago to jumpstart the golf cart. Mm-hmm. Used it yesterday to charge up three phones at the same time. And then I said, you know what, let me plug this thing in. And it was still three-quarter... Uh, charged. Mm. Like anything else, I would not leave the uh, the thing plugged in without having someone around it. Yeah. Because, you know, lithium batteries have had issues, like those little hoverboard things you see on TV, uh, or you, my neighbor's got one of those things. They've got a couple of them, and they're buzzing around the neighborhood just standing up wearing helmets and wearing the little elbow guards, thank goodness. Uh, but, yeah, they those things do work. They do have uh, one now that you do not have to disconnect the battery, you know, disconnect it from the car in 15 seconds or else mm. burn up the little jumper cables. Um, they have a diode in there or some kind of a safety yeah. use or whatever. But, yeah, those little um, things, they're around $89 yep. to $129. Um, the one I have is an old Mac or a Matco. It's, mm. old, it's probably a year old now. Mm. And it was all the money. Yep. My buddy at Interstate sells them, and he gets them from... China, yep. and he's selling them for about 80 bucks. He has not had any comeback defective yet or problems, but they have a lot of these cables because the cables have a tendency to, you know, burn up Yeah, if you don't disconnect them fast enough. But yeah, I, I am for that, John. They do work. 
No stories out of high school. No, they they seem to they seem to do the job pretty well. I I know there was some concern. Is it you know is it really um, you know is it high voltage that was turned into low voltage? Was it? But it's it's real. It's real twelve volts coming out of it, and no yep. and and no stories, and they seem to work pretty well. I know. Uh, Probably a year or so back, uh, I had somebody on the sh- on the program that was one of the first people that started importing them, and he he was selling them. Originally, he started to sell them as just a way to power up a cell phone, yeah. and then he found out he could put a couple of them together, and he could actually jumpstart a car with them. And he was doing one of those uh, you know uh, long distance rallies, and he handed them out to people who you know either alternators went bad or you know they needed to keep the car going, and you know you hang the jump pack on there. And yeah. it was enough to keep the car going. It's it's amazing how that has worked. And again, um, any time anybody's trying to jumpstart a car, you've got to really be careful, and you always want to make the last connection the negative connection. Uh, and you never want to you know do the batteries together because that that could equal a, a big problem not only in a battery explosion, um, even with some of today's advanced batteries, but you can smoke a computer. Big time, oh, yeah. real quick, yep. just a spark. No, we we uh, at AAA, we probably do a billion jump starts a year, I think. Yep. And and all of our guys, you know, pull out the tow manual that has all the jump start information in it because some cars will say before you jump start the car, turn on the headlights, turn on the uh, rear defroster, turn this and this and this on before you hit that key because if you don't, it can it can spike enough voltage where it can burn out the computer in the car. Yeah. And the reason so people understand why you put the headlights on and why you may uh, put the rear window defroster on is so when you do make that connection, you, a lot of that power goes right to the headlights and not to the ECU, mm-hmm. the computer, whatever you want to call it. So there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. The same thing there is with the tires, John. I mean, I see tires on these cars. There's so many different sizes now. There's so many different models of tires, and not to mention all the different brands of tires. Oh, sure. I mean, it was a time, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, a guy with a tire rack in a gas station could service 80% of the cars that came in the door with, you know, the 20 or 30 tires he kept on his rack. You just can't do it anymore. I remember in 87, we were down at the Shell station in Pompano Beach, and we had Shell tires that were made by Firestone. And you remember that dilemma yep. uh, with a boom, boom, boom. But the uh, thing is, yeah, you, we only had a handful of different sizes, and we kept two or four of the most popular sizes, and then you had a onesies and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, yep. that was the day, John, when, you know, you had BF Goodrich, Firestone, and Goodyear. Yeah, and now you can buy now you can buy tires made in Korea, in China, in all kinds of places, and and you know the most of them are pretty good. Some of them a little bit questionable sometimes, but mm-hmm. but most of them most of them seem to be pretty good. And you 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 can now you can buy tires. You know, I, I remember when I got into the business a million years ago, a good tire might last twenty thousand miles. Now the cheapest tire on the road tends to last forty or fifty thousand. The only exception of that is with Volkswagen all-wheel drive cars. They just eat tires. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe those cars. Uh, you know, 25000 on a good day on an all-wheel drive beside uh, wagon, and you're having a good day. Yeah. And, and not to mention, you know, the, the, the Corvettes and the cars with asymmetric. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those those cars, you know, the, the performance cars, whether it's a Corvette or a Porsche or whatever the case is. I, in fact, I think right on one of the window stickers, it might have been on a Porsche, said the tires on these cars are expected to last about 12,000 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. But you look at you look at all these tire sizes, and, and, and you know, all, you know, half the new cars now seem to come with twenty inch wheels on it. And five years ago, twenties were a big deal. Let's talk real quickly about that. The bigger the tire, the more the more it has to you know more energy it requires to make it move. Mm-hmm. If you're going down to buy a new pickup truck this week or next week, whatever, and you've got 18, 19, 20, 22s, if you can go with a lesser size tire. It's going to actually give you better gas mileage, and you can take that to the bank. And the other thing is, if you if it's the the overall size is about the same, but it's the wheel is different, and now all of a sudden you got a tire with a little narrow sidewall. Those bumps and potholes are going to start to get real expensive real fast. Not to mention the replacement price of that eighteen, nineteen, or twenty inch tire. Yep. When it comes time. Uh, we're talking two to three hundred dollars a tire without batting an eyelash. Yeah, last winter I was uh, driving to dinner somewhere, and I was in an all-wheel drive Jaguar, Jaguar. and uh, and uh, I hit a little tiny pothole not far from my house. Yep. And I'm like, oh, ooh, the little vibration now. Mm. And by the time I drove another two hundred feet, both right side tires had gone flat. Because there's no uh, there's no sidewalls in them anymore. No, and and I went back the next day and looked at the pothole, and it was just it probably wasn't more than an inch deep, but I just caught it just right, and it was enough. Just didn't do any damage to the wheel. There wasn't a mark on the wheel, but both tires pinched enough just to just to let the air out of them, and they needed to be replaced. And I'm still hoping Jaguar doesn't send me a bill on that. No, they never will, and that's yeah. the way it is. The other thing is, real quickly, with the inclement weather coming this week. I'm a real stickler for windshield washer fluid, John. Do we buy the stuff that's 99 cents, or do we buy the stuff a gallon, or do we step up to the orange or the purple stuff that's $3 for a gallon limit? How much is that coffee you just bought? Uh, 99 cents. I went to Cumberland Farms. Okay, and, uh, you know, uh, and a lot of people don't do that, but I have had fabulous, fabulous luck with the uh, orange windshield washer fluid. Uh, it might, I don't know, maybe Rainex might make I don't know yeah. if it makes it, but it's 3 to $4 gal- dollars a gallon. And the difference in the cleaning of the windshield, helping to melt the ice off the windshield, um, in the cleanliness of the cleaning that you get, not only from the good washer fluid, but a good pair of wiper blades, whether it be, you know, Bosch, Anko, Trico, always buy the better blades. And I'm using now exclusively the beam-style blade, yep. and uh, it's worked out really good. The only thing that people have to understand is on the passenger side, if it says take an 18, 20, or whatever it is, we always cut it down two inches, which is about three-quarters of an inch or a half-inch, believe it or not, that's it, on either side because the uh, windshields on the older cars have a much larger curve going back down by the inspection sticker, and it, it just don't it doesn't clean that part of the windshield at all. But the smaller blade... End up making a big, big difference. Yeah, it, 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 you know the the beam style, or you know the the idea of having a windshield wiper with the windshield wiper frame, the the actual part that can build up with snow and ice. Uh, you know, you see the people still, you know, driving down the road and they're trying to smack the ice off the windshield wiper as they're driving. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a good thing to do. And you mentioned the blue windshield windshield washer. Some cars, and I think it might have been. Some might have been some Honda products. Mm-hmm. The windshield washer pumps were not really that compatible with the cheap blue windshield washer, and after a while, the seal would go back in the pump, go bad in the pump. Yeah, we've seen a bunch of yeah. uh, bunch of that. And again, uh, the other problem with the blue stuff is the alcohol content uh, usually is not a lot, 
of course, you can't drink the stuff. Yeah. What happens is the alcohol um, actually dissipates and disappears uh, on the hood squirters or the vent squirters yep. after about uh, four hours of warm sunlight. And then all you have left is a blue concentrate. And uh, you go to hit your windshield washers and nothing comes out because now it's frozen. And you have to look, too, at where, you, where you're buying some of the stuff. Some of these... Uh some of these stores that buy clearance lots and stuff like that, look at it, it might only say protects to 10 above zero. Yes, and yeah. I think that's probably around 30 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so you have to look and make sure that... Uh, that the, you know they may have bought they may have bought a truckload of stuff, but it might have been for a, a might have been it might have been blended for Florida or something, not for the Northeast. Yeah, and yeah, it's crazy. But you know, John and I both have um, excellent jobs, uh, both in the automotive business, and we're also very special people to be able to drive new cars every week. And um, we're seeing a tremendous amount of cars that are good, and I can't remember when the last time I had a real junk press car to drive. Um, no, I think the last one I had that I was, uh, I guess at the end of the day, I was happy. And now I commute almost 100 miles back and forth to work. You got a long commute, too. Yeah, but the uh, the three-cylinder, 79-horsepower Mitsubishi Mirage, um, you know, maybe not a bad city car, but, uh, but getting out onto a, you know, Busy uh, ninety five and Route four ninety five. Maybe that car was a little bit of a challenge. I was I was just as uh, glad to see that go away. Yeah, I never got that. Now you mentioned three cylinders. As soon as you say three cylinders, the new Yamaha Jetski comes to mind. And how many horsepower did that make? It's under a hundred. Yeah, and it's three cylinders. And uh, they do have some versions now that are going over a hundred, but the basis is still a fifty mile an hour uh, jet ski, and that's what they're starting to see, and superchargers are a big deal in um, all the watercraft that we see out there, number one, uh, as is a lot of supercharging and turbocharging on a lot of the import cars now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, turbocharging on, you know, Ford has the EcoBoost engine, and they have it in all kinds of different vehicles. They have it in uh, in their pickup trucks, in their some of their SUVs, some of their cars. What do you think of that? I am uh, a, a big proponent of that, John. And, and you know, but I, I try to warn people a little bit, especially if they're buying a truck and they're going to use it as a heavy-duty hauler. That gas mileage they see on the sticker when they got their foot into it may start to drop off a little Ooh, bit. Big time drop yeah. off. But again, um, if I'm going out to buy a truck, which I am probably in the spring or whatever, uh, my truck will be five years old. And uh, in business, you've got to have the truck five years for full depreciation. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still going to go with the old V8. If they made a twin-turbo V8, well, that would be, I'd be very interested in that. But I, I think the, uh, like the EcoBoost Ford engines, I think that it's a great engine. But to tow a 10,000-pound boat from uh, Boston to Laconia or even more down to uh, Florida or back, I don't think that that would be the appropriate engine for that kind of work. I think a diesel or a big gas V8 would be the way to go, not a V6 twin turbo. For sporting around the average homeowner, yeah, that little V6 with the twin turbos, that works absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and most of the time those trucks are empty, they have one person in them, and then you're getting all the gas mileage, and when you need to make it work, well, then you just know you're gonna your gas mileage isn't going to be what it was. So no. what's the big deal? It's, it is what it is, and yep. if you're going to buy a truck, you buy a truck. But there are so many opportunities out there for people today to buy 
so many different kinds of trucks. Um, the Chevrolet pickup trucks, the Silverados, and the big F-150s, those are BSTs, big scary trucks, mm-hmm. is how we would call them. Now we're getting back. The Ranger, I understand, is coming back. And now we have, what, the Colorado? The Colorado, yep. Yep, and, you know, those trucks, John, are the size of my uh, 2004 half-ton pickup truck. Oh, sure, yeah, they're big trucks. The new Tacoma Tacoma is a good-sized truck. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing about uh, Toyota and some of the other car companies, Toyota has lost their timing belt in their V6s. Thank goodness. Goodness. Yeah. You know, uh, Nissan lost them. Uh, Our friends at Honda, God bless them. They still have the uh, V6 with a timing belt. Yeah, but at, le- at least uh, at least for most people, it's probably they're only going to change it once in their lifetime of owning the cast. So if they do that yeah. at all, yeah, if they do that at all, yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, they I saw him. I hadn't seen this guy for probably a couple of years, and and he was looking. He was car shopping, and he was looking for a small SUV. And I said, you know, take a look at the Hyundai Tucson. It's not a bad little little SUV. And he saw me the other day. He said, yeah, great. You know, that good recommendation. I had to put. I had to put an engine in that. And I said, what do you mean you had to put an engine in it? I said, would you forget to change the timing belt? And he said, well, the second time. Yeah. So he he ran it to about 80,000. So he's about 20 over the first time. And then he ran it to about 160 or something the second time. And uh, and the belt broke and uh, he bought himself an engine. But he got a used engine with 70,000 on it. They put a timing belt on it, put it back in, cost him $3,000. And he's back on the road so he wasn't all that unhappy and he couldn't and he couldn't say uh couldn't say it was anything other than him forgetting to do it so you know that's a that's a thing where i wish they would two things i wish like these car companies would do john the first is uh some kind of a warning to illuminate on the dash like when your tire pressure is low yep that timing belt timing belt timing belt time to change uh, i think that's very 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 important to do and the other thing is uh even carlos car has a, a push the start button yep and uh, it has a remote start in it. So I'm always saying, don't ever even think about trying to use the remote start. And you always have to make sure that you shut the car off when you park it in the garage. That would be so simple for them to put a carbon monoxide uh, detector in there. Or if the key isn't there, the car would shut off within five minutes. Mm. I mean, something simple. And they're all doing The majority of cars now have pushed the start. This week I had a uh, Toyota... Tacoma, Forerunner, whatever it oh, might be, yep. and it has a key. Yeah, put the key in the ignition. I said, "What's up with that?" Yeah, come on. <laughs> if, you forgot how to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, John, it's like when's the last time you got up to uh, change the channel? Yeah, yeah, it's been a, been a little while. Remember been a little while. VHF and yeah. UHF you used yeah. to turn the TV yeah. dial, and maybe you didn't have to get up and turn it and we'll push the button in the back of the TV. I don't know. Yeah. But the whole and, crazy. And you say, you say that about keys. I I remember there was a... The, I was in a parking lot and there was mm-hmm. somebody there with their keyless remote trying to unlock their door and they'll stare and stare and stare and it while the battery went dead in it. I'm like, ever think about using the key? And the guy went, oh, geez, I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, they don't look at the uh, book and the car companies, the salespeople don't tell them that. Usually you separate that... Uh, key fob and you can usually get in through the trunk or uh some cars even still have i think a little door cylinder key on the driver's side yep yeah you can pull a little a lot of times a little plastic cover that comes off and there you go you're in and you're ready to go so whose bright idea was that john i don't know i don't know you know and and these cars are not as you know the the ones with the keyless start are not that uh theft proof as people would like to think they are because 
um, you walk up to some of these new cars, yep. and the the car recognizes the key, and you grab the door handle, it unlocks, you get in, and you press the button. I know an electrical engineer who figured out how to boost the antenna on the car, mm-hmm. and instead of be instead of the antenna looking for the key, you know, six or eight feet away, it looked for the key five hundred feet away, and you know, you leave your key hanging in your kitchen. And your car's out in the driveway. He can walk up to your car. It thinks the key's right next door to the car. Gets in, starts it up, and drives away. Just like that. Cost. I said, "What it cost you to make that?" And he said, "About twenty-two dollars." Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, things have really, really changed in everything we're doing. And uh, you know, the, right now the uh, tire pressure monitor lights are pretty much off yesterday and today. Mm. But next week, as soon as oh, they'll be on. Drive, <laughs> they'll be back on. And your listeners need to know. If it says 32 pounds of air in the tire and the door placard card, you know what? It didn't come from Mr. John, but it did come from me. Run him up to 35. And uh, the difference of turning a light on or off is going to be three pounds of air. Mm-hmm. So if you have a little bit more air now, guess what? You're going to be okay, kids. And in the summertime, when the temperature gets to be where it needs to be, just adjust them back to the factory spec. I don't know if you agree with you, that. You, you, right. you running a special on winter or summer air at the shop? Or? Yes, we yeah. are. When I was a kid, I used to go and change the air on my bicycle tires. The guy said, great idea. I had no idea there was no difference, John. <laughs> 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 oh, boy, but he used to say, yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, uh, we seem to be having a good time here. You want to you wanna hang out for a little bit more and talk some nonsense? Are we going to, uh, is, is it going to reflect on my paycheck? It will, just okay. like it reflects on mine. And a very happy day yesterday to all of your listeners, especially your producer, John, with her two children. She said she had a heck of a day. She's not feeling well, and she says she's going home to go to sleep. Well, she she was stress she's stressing over this because she's never done my show before. So, so, uh, but why don't we take a why don't we take a quick break? We'll pay a couple of bills, and uh, when we come back, we're talking with Junior Damato. He runs Junior's Automotive, both in Hyde Park and Middleborough. Top a top triple A wrench. Uh, and we'll be right back. Friday is the number one shopping day of the year. But at Sullivan Tire, we're extending Black Friday savings all the way through Sunday with a -a one-of-a-kind sales event you won't want to miss. All 67 Sullivan Tire service centers will be offering incredible tire savings right through Sunday at 3 p.m. Buy three and get one free on all Yokohama tires and on our Sullivan Value Line tires. Plus, enjoy fantastic savings on all Goodyear tires all weekend. During our annual Black Friday sales event, all stores will be open through Sunday, so there's plenty of time to save. Again, buy three get one free on all yokohama tires and on our sullivan value line tires and all goodyear tires are also on sale it's the perfect time to buy and remember sullivan tire is new england's auto maintenance headquarters we'll keep your car running right all winter long visit sullivantire.com slash black friday peace of mind driving you deserve it we provide it tires must be installed at sullivan tire while supplies last see sullivantire.com for complete details There's a place you can go for good, clean family entertainment without leaving home. A place with no violence or profanity. A place safe enough to let your kids roam free. That place is the all-new GodTube.com. Your online family getaway for the best Christian comedy, entertainment, and music videos. With music favorites like Chris Tomlin. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. 
comedians like Tim Hawkins. There's a lot of hand sanitizer in church. Anybody notice that? I don't know. At my church, they have these two hand sanitizer stations right by the front door greeters. That is not a good message. Your place for great music and good, clean family fun. The all-new GodTube.com. For good, clean family entertainment, comedy, and inspiration, the easy answer is GodTube.com. GodTube.com. Log on now to GodTube.com. The Great Molasses Flood of 1919. They were there. The Prue pierces the skyline. 1964. They were there. 2004, Boston baseball reigned supreme again. They were there. They were there when Starrow Drive opened in 1951. And when the first flight landed at Logan in 1923, they were there. They've been here for a hundred years of Boston, uniquely Boston, City of Boston Credit Union. Memberships open to anyone living or working in Suffolk or Norfolk counties. And when it comes to loans, when you need a loan, there's no place like City of Boston Credit Union. They are there, there for you. Home loans, vehicle, tuition, energy and personal, City of Boston Credit Union. Union 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union is NMLS number 403469, equal housing lender. Visit cityofbostoncu.com for more. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. AM 950 WROL Boston, home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturdays 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. A service of Salem Media Group. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Remember, if you want to find any past programs, they are on several podcast sites, uh, iTunes, Podomatic. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, they're all over the place. So you can find old programs, and this one will be up sometime well, this afternoon or tomorrow, something like that. Uh, but with us on the phone is our buddy Junior D'Amato. Junior D'Amato runs a AAA-approved auto repair shop in Hyde Park and Middleborough. And he is a guy who talked me into doing radio. Wow. Yeah, I know. How many years is that now, Mr. John? <sighs> I don't know. When were you at RKO? Oh, boy. Back when Jerry Williams was around. Yeah, yeah. And our friend, uh, our friend Jay uh, sent us... Uh, some uh, CDs of a uh, programming when uh, Jerry was doing his thing, and it was pretty amazing. And I must thank Jay for those. It was a very nice uh, gesture for him, and um, I hope him and his lovely lady are doing okay today. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Jay and Brenda are, are enjoying enjoying the afternoon or the morning, and you know maybe he's, maybe he's taking out his uh, T bird yesterday. Well, it was a nice day. Who knows? Yesterday was the day, John. That uh, it was pretty amazing, and uh, I was I was on my way out this morning. To go to the fat farm, and I had to turn around. I said, "Oh, geez, I forgot. I got to do John's yeah. program this morning." No, to give people a little bit of history back, uh, way back when, when I first came to work at AAA, I had to go out, and uh, 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 one of my coworkers said, "I need you to come with me to Boston to WBZ to do a uh, do an hour long pro uh, program with Lavelle Diet." Oh, and, and, you know, Lavelle, may rest in peace, uh, isn't with us anymore. But I, and this guy, it, I, I'll never forget, it was St. Patrick's Day. And at 3 o'clock, it was Sunday, it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he calls me up and he goes, Hey, hey, do you mind doing this by yourself? I'm not feeling well. And I said, what do you know? I don't, I don't want to do this by myself. And uh, 
I went and uh, I ended up going into Boston and and I managed to do it. And I, and a couple of days later, he said to me, "Hey, uh, how'd it go?" And I said, uh, "It went all right." And he said, uh, "I said I just never want to do that again." And then he said to me. Uh, uh, about a week later, hey, I get a chance we can go on uh, Lauren and Wally's show. And I said, didn't you remember where I said I wasn't interested in doing this? And he said, uh, no, no, this is good. This is good. And I remember talking to you, and you said to me, here's the deal. Go find some little radio station where nobody's really listening and volunteer to be a host. And that was uh, WDIS down in Norfolk. Oh, and, that was yeah. Willie's old station, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Yep. That's 100 years ago. 100 years ago. So I went down there, and after about six months, I offered to pay someone $20 if they would call in and ask me a question, and nobody did. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I finally decided that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best station to be on. And then uh, I, f- I found a couple of stations, and then, uh, you know, about 10 years ago, ended up over here at Salem Radio Boston, and... Uh, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, still doing it and still having, you know, still having a good time doing it. So, yeah, so no you, you're the guy who talked me into it. Woo-hoo. Yeah. In fact, I have an old Boston Globe article written by Billy G at the Boston Globe that actually mentioned your name in it. And, uh, you know how you're the one who talked me into it. So, wow. I feel special. I know. Don't you? Don't you? I feel special, John. Uh, yeah. So what's, uh, so what are you seeing in the shop these days? What, what are people doing? What are people not doing? What should they be doing? Well, I, I tell you, there's a vast difference between the clientele in Middleborough and in Boston. And it took um, probably three to four years uh, to get the customer base in Middleborough to understand that, you know, when you're going to get your car repaired or you're going to, you know, put a product on, you can't put junk on. And uh, we finally got those fine people uh, under, to understand and get them trained that hmm. good parts work. Now, the difference in the cars between High Park and Middleborough uh, for, let's say, a car that might be three years old is 100,000 miles. Hmm. That's a lot of mileage because you've got to remember, Middleborough Lakeville, uh, bedroom communities, people have to go to work. Yep. So it's not unusual to change the oil every 60 days in someone's car down here. Uh, we are in Hyde Park. You might go, you know, uh, you know, three months, uh, four months, 90 days, 120 days. Yep. And uh, we do not sell anymore. Uh, and we got we caught some heat for this. We do not have any conventional motor oil anymore at either location. Just all synthetic? It's full synthetic or synthetic blend. Yep. And uh, I, we lost, I would say, uh, maybe 15% of the people uh, the first time out. And you know what, John? They all came they back. They came back, yeah. No, it's uh, people ask me about synthetic oil, and I was a little slow to jump on the synthetic oil bandwagon. But what, what I found was um, is that... Things still, things still, uh, you know, it, uh, the engine, the oil pumps up quicker. The starter takes a little less amperage to crank over. And it's really, if you spread that oil change out just a little bit, you find out it's the same cost at the end of the year. That's exactly the way it is. And, um, like, I've got a couple of, you know, race cars, race boats, all that kind of crazy stuff. And if people knew what it cost me for a quart of oil for those things, they would say, no way, $17 on average per quart. Uh, for what they call uh, VR1 by Valvoline or Royal Purple XPD or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. And when you have stuff like this, 
this is definitely a product that you need to have that has a high amount of zinc in it uh, so you don't lose the internals of the engines on these older uh, V8s and even boats that are always under a tremendous amount of pressure, uh, the engines, because you take a boat off, you know, back off on the boat on boat throttles, it's not like you're going downhill, mm. you know. You, you, the boats start to slow down pretty quickly. Yep. And it doesn't make a difference with outboard jet, inboard, outboard, or whatever. Uh, you need to have uh, the right oils in everything, John, and I just wish people would understand that. Yeah. The one big thing we see, and this is something I said years ago now, Volkswagens, if you were to mix some of the uh, different antifreezes up, and you put the wrong antifreeze in a, Vo- on a Volkswagen, I wouldn't, I tell you the truth, I tell you like it is, I have seen the heater cores in the uh, radiators and the coolant gel up. I yep. would never, ever, ever believe that in a million years. No, uh, it is, I don't know, what is there, eight or nine different kinds of antifreeze now? Yeah, I think we have probably at least seven of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that, and even some of these, uh, some of these V six and V eight engines that uh, that drop cylinders when they're cruising. You put the wrong oil in those engines. You put the wrong the you know you put uh, ten fifty or ten thirty in where there should be a zero twenty, and all of a sudden you get a check engine light. You're like, well, I had an oil change. What? Why do I have a check engine light on? You get a cylinder misfire because they're they're not able to shut down the way they should. No, and the other thing is. Um uh, we see, and I know you've seen it, plus our listeners have seen, oil change specials, 1295 with a tire rotation. Well, let's think about that. If the synthetic blend oil is on average, on average, would you say $4 a quart? Yeah, about that. Average. Say average, okay? Yeah. The average car takes four, four and a half quarts of oil. Average. An oil filter is going to be 5 or $6. You would quarter. think? I would think. I know yeah. I just got my yeah. Wix filters because yeah. that's all I use. And they're like eleven or twelve dollars. The racing filters, because the micron rate uh, is so so tiny, it doesn't uh, let any other crap go through the filter, which is really good. But again, it's not for everybody because you do have to change mm-hmm. them on a regular basis. But I heard a commercial the other day, uh, twelve ninety five. Call for details. I see signs on Route forty four, nineteen ninety five includes a tire rotation. Mm. Um, now, is that tire rotation, they reset your TPMS because all of a sudden now uh, you, your left front tire is in the left rear, and if your tire goes low, it's not telling you which one it is? Probably not. But uh, the bottom line is uh, if someone's going to change your oil filter for, you know, $20 or nineteen ninety five, I'd like to see what kind of oil filter they're using and love to see if it's 100% virgin oil or if it's a 50-50 oil. Well, what are you talking about 50-50 oil? 50% virgin and 50% re-done uh, over again. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would have never believed that that stuff was back because I remember as a poor 16-year-old, you know, buying a gallon of this stuff that said it was uh, reconstituted using military specification equipment, and it was really just u- it was used oil that... Uh, was, I don't know, filtered and boiled and put back in a container, but I guess it was about a buck a gallon, so. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you have a waste oil stove you want to burn it, <laughs> but, geez, not your engine. That's that's and right. These engines now, they, they're running for so much. Uh, they're running so long. I mean, 150,000 miles is not unusual for, you know, today's cars. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're not really burning a whole lot of oil like they used to years gone by. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you in the used car business as well, and it's not unusual, you know, f- to have a car 
up for sale that's got 150,000 miles on it that you can pretty much guarantee with a little bit of care and maintenance is going to go another 100,000. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got cars 300,000 miles again. In Middleborough, 250, 230 is not unusual. Yep. And these cars run, and you know what? There's no rust underneath them. Uh, the brakes last forever because they're on the highway. Mm-hmm. And the exhaust systems, a lot of the exhaust systems with 200,000 are still original. Yep. Because they're burning off all the condensation, they're burning off all the crap inside them, and they're always warm. So that's a good thing. And, you know, the people are, are now spending the money for the oil changes, which I'm very happy to hear. And the uh, the tires, they don't skimp on tires, which is a big deal. Who wants to be on 24 and have a flat tire for whatever reason. Yeah. You know? I mean, you think about it, the tire's the only part of your car that touches the road, so you might as well have decent ones. It was uh, three, a month or two ago, whatever it was, I had uh, my boat brought back to California, and the guy took him, John, I think I told you this, it was three days to get from Los Angeles to Boston. Yep. Okay? And he says, I'm ready to take the boat, let's go take a peek. So I came home a little early, and he says, I'll take the boat, but we got to put six new tires on the trailer. I said, geez, let me take a look at him. He said, look at that. They all were cracked. Mm. I never even thought to look at them. Yeah. So the tires were about nine years old. And he says, I'll take the boat. We put six tires on it. So we put six tires on in about an hour. And uh, three days later, the boat's back in California. There you go. There you go. You know what? He says, that's the one thing I am extremely critical on is the tires. Even the boat, the trailer frames, they weren't critical about too much. Hmm. Uh, and this guy had a 2013, 2013 F-250 two-wheel drive towing 10,000-plus pounds back hmm. to California, 189,000 miles on this vehicle. And he says, I'll have 200 by Christmas. Yeah, I, I bet he will. That's all he does. Yep. He goes boats back and forth, Canada hey, to California. What, one thing that comes up all the time with uh Good shops like yours is scan tools. And I remember going to Hyde Park uh, not that long ago and looking at your wall of scan tools. And some people think they can just buy one scan tool and it's going to do everything they need. But that's not the case, right? And look at all the people that got scan tools for Christmas. Yeah. 99 bucks, $59 or whatever that might be. <clears throat> that's a great one. We have a variety of different stuff. Now, for the average Joe, and I used mine last week. I went to Jimmy Reed's little Christmas party down by your neck of the woods. Yep. And Halfway there, the Corvette started skipping with 1,300 miles. It started skipping, and the light started flashing. Yep. I couldn't turn around and go back, so I had to go there. Came home, I plugged in my $150 scan tool that I have here at the house, and it said number two cylinder. Yep. I said, well, let me take a quick peek, and bingo, I had spark. I said, wow. And I had fuel pressure, and as far as I could see, the injector was firing off mm-hmm. and on. Didn't have a spray pattern or anything. So I, I switched, I swapped spark plugs, and now the skip went to the other cylinder, pulled the plug back out, it looked picture perfect. Yep. The plug was bad. But anyway, getting back, if I didn't have that scan tool, John, I wouldn't know what the hell to do. That's I right. I could have called OnStar, and I could have asked them, what's, what's my trouble code? Which is not a fast, it does work. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to these scan tools, um, a, a good code reader or a code clearer is now less than $100. Yep. Harbor Freight has them, Sears has them. I think everybody everybody but Home Depot and Lowe's have them. They might have them now, too, because last time I was in Home Depot, I saw batteries and some other stuff, so you never know. Okay, so now yeah. we have a variety of different scan tools, and these scan tools that we have now, we've got about $100,000 worth of head scan tools. Mm-hmm. These tools in three years will pretty much be outdated and useless, and we're all going to have to go to what they call a PC, laptop, computer base, and do the software. 
and uh, do the software per as you need, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent last month, though, we just paid the bills today. Last month, we spent probably $400 or so on the GM website to gain access for servicing uh, using their website for reprogramming uh, body control and computers themselves. Yeah. And, yep. you know, the average shop doesn't have that. And you have to have that, number one. Then you have to have someone that knows how to use the damn thing. Yeah. It's no. amazing. No, it really is. And I was talking to uh, uh guy down at Randolph Auto Toys and Randolph, nice little auto stereo place, and we were talking about remote car starters and uh, talking about what happens with some of these new cars that, you know, people are putting in remote car starters, and they may be doing it this weekend. They got one for Christmas, and they say, well, I could go do this myself and come to find out. They put it in, and you have to reprogram the body control module afterwards because either the car's not going to run, it's going to run, and it's going to stay stuck in second gear. You know, you want it to unlock the doors or turn the heater fan on when you start it and some of these cars you go into the you go into what's called the can bus and some of them have a low and a high speed bus and you have to make sure you you tell it to do the right thing and uh some of them some of them even with them they have to go back to the dealer to program most of most of them at auto toys they can do themselves but it's uh not as simple as it used to be no and i know a lot of people are out in their in their backyards yesterday in the driveways i got my grass out let me put my car starter in as good as i am and as many things as i've done uh, the one mistake I did make is on uh, the new Camry we bought. I said, you know what, let me buy a factory Toyota car starter. Mm-hmm. Worst mistake I ever made. I couldn't put it in. I could wire it, but yep. I couldn't program it. Mm. If I had gone down to like bumper to bumper in Brockton yep. or Auto Toys, yep. we would have put an aftermarket car starter in. It would have worked better than the factory Toyota starter. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true, and and uh, you know we'll give we'll give the guys a bumper to bumper plug. They're right on Warren Avenue in Brockton, and people might go, Geez, I don't know about the place. A good place. They do great work. They just they just doubled the size of the building, yep. and I think they put a little spray booth in. They must be doing some custom body work down there. Now. No, they're doing spray rhino liners. Oh, okay. And I, I, I George is a great guy. I love George to death. Him and I get into a pretty decent argument about that. <laughs> I says, What are you doing? He says, well, there's no one else doing it. I says, George, this is going to cost a fortune. He says, yeah, I hope it pays off. And it's taking up a lot of room. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a great yeah. guy. In fact, I'm going to see him uh, probably next week. And he's probably open today right now. Uh, we're closed, believe it or not. We we closed down both shops on set. Well, Middleborough was the only shop open on yeah. Saturday. But we closed today. So I could do this with you and give the guys a little bit of time off. And next Saturday, of course, we will be there. And uh, we'll be working again. They, but, there you go. I think, again, these automatic car starters, leave it to a professional, and I am not a proponent of OEM car starters anymore. (laughs) No more, buddy. Well, yeah, that's just that's just it. So before we let you go, uh, what's uh, two little tips you can give people before we go? If the battery's more than three years old, have it checked. Right. Really, really, really. And uh, these little battery jumpers that John's talking about and the next guest is going to talk about, I would recommend those, but follow, follow, follow uh, the instructions uh, to a T. I, I told you, I charged up three telephones at the same time, and it only used one little line on it, and that was after I jump-started uh, the golf cart. Yep. You know, so other than that, uh, there's no substitute for good quality products and, again, good quality programming, like you're listening to right now with Mr. John. 
Well, yeah, there's, uh, there's, you're right. Using the using the best parts you can get. You know, some of these parts they're just not good parts. And you have you have uh, quite a car collection. What do you think about battery tenders and those kind of things to keep the batteries fully charged? I have right now in my garage. I've got at least eight cars, and they are all on battery tenders, and they're all sitting on pieces of carpet. And the battery tenders go on. Uh, on Saturday when I go to work, yep. and I unplug them again uh, Sunday morning usually. Leave them on for 24 hours. 24 hours, yep. I do not and never will leave them on continuously 24-7, and I do roll the cars uh, every couple of weeks uh, forward and backwards. Even if I don't get to drive them, I roll them that way there. Uh, the tires don't flash, but and there's a lot of beautiful products out there now, uh, great products. There's one called flat, flat, or something like that, where you roll the car onto these little uh, mattress things, and you put air in them, and it cushions the tire. And they're inexpensive, and they do work. I just forget the name of them. Yep. Go online, you can find them. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like uh, it sounds like a good product to you know keep tires from flat spotting because that can happen, especially some of these performance tires flat spot pretty fast. So inside of yep. two weeks, the tire will flat spot. Yep. And again, there's another area where you might want to put a little bit of extra air in the tire if it's going to be sitting. Well, uh, you know, you're you're right. A little extra, and and I, you know, as much as I'm followed by the book, follow the door placard. Uh, a little extra air in the wintertime, eh, not such a bad idea. No, 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 because we all get a little bit lazy, and you know, where we should be checking that air pressure every month. And when it gets cold and snowy, and and then you got to worry that uh, you know did the valve and the tire stick, and all of a sudden now you you checked it and it was okay. You walked away, and it was the next day you come out and it's flat, and it only went flat because you checked it the day before. That's a big problem, especially with the Chryslers and some of the metal valve stems that corrode like crazy. Uh, it's a disgusting, disgusting problem yep. that I feel so bad for people. And you've got to replace the entire valve stem and monitor for a hundred plus dollars. Uh, I'm doing them right now, 2002 and yep. priceless. It's terrible, John. And a little bit maybe of um, liquid wrench or some kind of spray onto the valve stem uh, may not be such a bad idea because a lot of times you can't even take the valve stem out to let the air out of the tire. We have depressors now. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, yeah, these, you know, it's somebody, somebody said to me the other day, they just bought a new Honda CRV, and I said something about wheel, he bought the base model, he said, I really wanted the one with the steel wheels, because I didn't want to have to deal with the, uh, aluminum wheels and corrosion, because I keep my cars for 15 years. And we see a lot of that still, John, and yep. uh, nitrogen hasn't made it, got to yep. break the tire down, yep. grind it yep. down, and put a little sealant around it and put the tire back on. Hey, we have Michael on the phone who wants to talk to you. Let's see if we let's see if we can put the three of us together here. Magic of Michael. Michael, you there? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. What oh, can yeah. we do for you? Yes, I have an 07 uh Jeep Compass and I was wondering if it uh, has a timing belt or a timing chain. I have 70,000 miles on it and you know, it's getting up there. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it has a time and chain. What do you think, Junior? I would say 90% of, maybe even 100% of those things. Uh, I would say it's a chain and not to worry. But again, uh, good oil on those things makes a big difference. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, you know, that that's one of those, you know, that's one of those uh, little engines, a little 2.4 liter engine. It's got a time and chain in it. You don't need to worry about it, but it is real important to make sure you change the oil and use the right oil. And like Junior said earlier, synthetic or synthetic blend, it's worth all the it's worth the extra money for you. Right. <clears throat> I agree. Thank you, John and Junior. It's a all pleasure right. talking to you, you guys. Okay, take care, Michael. 
One thing for you, John, before I go. Okay. 2.7 Chrysler V6s Yep. <clears throat> with a chain driven by the water pump, a real big expenditure to have replaced. Mm. 3.5 liter V6 Fords driven by the timing chain, a 12-hour job to do it water pump. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, you, you got to wonder what they were thinking sometimes. I tell you, and it's covered by a lot of extended warranties. I had four of these vehicles in Ford Edges and those big kind of SUV things, four of them, all the way up to Jack Madden and Norwood, mm-hmm. engine replacements. Yep. And uh, under warranty. Yeah, no, it's uh, you, you gotta you gotta be careful. You gotta follow the maintenance. You gotta as good as cars are. You gotta pay a little bit of attention to them. But you know what? How do you maintain a water pump? Yeah, I know. I know. Any freeze now? But uh, again, quickly, these extended warranties for mechanical engine failure. Yeah, you, it's a piece of insurance, like car insurance. You hope you never have to use it. But if you do have to use it, the factory warranties, extended warranties are the number one way to go if it's applicable. Yeah, if you're going to buy an extended warranty, uh, the factory warranty, or, you know, plug for plug for me, you know, the AAA okay. warranty, of course. Well, yeah, we because, can talk about that. I don't know how much time you got. Uh, yeah, well, we, te- technically, I have about 35 minutes, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, we, we'll let you go because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wearing you out here this morning. Now, so. let's talk about that. Uh, AAA has been around a long time, and even on my days of radio, uh, we used to always promote the AAA for getting your, you know, they endorse or whoever they used, the AAA extended car warranties. Mm-hmm. And, yes, <clears throat> there was an issue with one company a few years back. I can say that the people down in Rockland at that time, the AAA people, backed up the warranty yep. by taking care of it. So if AAA still offers it, Mr. John, I would recommend that because there is no stories at all with anything to do with AAA. I mean, it's always been picture-perfect, and yeah, well, I had to wait three hours for my tow. Well, you and everybody else in the middle of a snowstorm had to wait three hours for the tow. But they came. What about on a sunny day? I had to get my truck towed three weeks ago. I was driving uh, from uh, dropping the boat off, and the ground wire broke on the back of the block, which I had no idea mm-hmm. until we looked at it. I walked home a mile, called up 1-800-AAA help. Within one hour or less, Mastery, they didn't know where the truck was because yep. it was pulled off the side of the yep. road. They came to my house, picked me up. We drove back down there, had a lovely chat. I got a little survey in the mail. And as always, picture perfect. You hope you never have to use it. Now, without the AAA you know, membership, I would have had to uh, you know, get someone else to pull the gosh darn truck in. And that one tow would have cost me what my membership costs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it works. So, no. so, yes, the extended warranties are, are really good. I would never, ever buy one online or on the phone with anybody that I don't know. No, they th- those those are just P.O. boxes out in the middle of the country somewhere, and you try to collect on it, and, you know, it's either like you got to buy your parts through the mail, and you can't, can only buy certain parts, and uh, they're, they're terrible. They're they want to sell yeah. you parts from uh, Rock Auto out in the middle of the yeah. country, wherever they're yeah. located, yeah. and they want you they want to send you the part. And if they don't like the pricing, they'll send you a used part. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about Rock Auto, Rock Auto's got some real, real good parts, real good name brand parts. Yes, they but do. they also have some that are, you know, a, a ball joint that's, you know, the the uh, a quality ball joint, $60. They also have one for $6. Well, you put the $6 ball joint in, you get what you pay for. 
and it could be a, it, it could break as you're putting it in, John. Yep. No, nope, so. it's yeah. So you you buy good parts, and I I had in fact I had the owner of Rock Auto on probably a month ago, yep. and we got talking about you know the quality of parts, and he said you know we try to have a part for whatever anybody wants, and we try to you know we try to sell a, a quality part at least a you know, and we want to have at least a part that's equivalent to what you're going to find in your local auto parts store, and maybe better. Or if you want to buy the one that's cheaper, well, you can buy that too. We'll, we'll give it. We'll give you the choice. And they do send the parts out and uh, right away, and yep. they do take back parts, no questions asked. Yeah, no, no, and they make it easy. You can do it online, and yep. they'll get send you a slip, and off you go. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good place. Uh, we'll let you get a plug in. Uh, the Juniors Automotive in Hyde Park is thirteen eighteen River Street. Yeah, that's where it is. Fifty one uh, years, John, almost as old as we are. Uh, oof. And down in Middleborough, the address is three fifty nine West Grove Street, across from Tom's Bait Shop. There you go. Uh, All you right, know, buddy. everybody you knows where that is. You need anything, you let me know. We'll be around to help you. Okay. Take care, Junior. All right. Good talking. All right. Bye bye. Junior D'Amato, uh, uh, I've known him for, well, I've been at AAA for 30 years. I've known him for, uh, oh, 30 years. And maybe even a little bit longer. I'm not sure. But why don't we take another break? We've been talking a lot and we probably need to do some things. But before we take that break, uh, it's, it's time to remind you about the Honda guys, Gene, Paul, and Rob. Uh, they have Honda Cars of Boston there in Everett. Uh, Honda Cars of Boston has been servicing the Boston metro area for 40 years. They're a family-owned business, and they service and sell Honda, Honda automobiles. That's their only focus. They don't do anything else. They actually started. It was actually started by their father in 1974. Uh, they were actually an engine shop before they got started. They were working on engines, and then from there, they developed a knack for servicing all kinds of automobiles, and that led them to open one of the biggest Honda dealerships in Metro Boston. Honda Cars of Boston and Everett is all about the family car buying experience, because at the end of the day, it's all about family. Check it out. Honda Cars of Boston is located at 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett. HondaCarsofBoston.com is the website. And the phone number is really easy, 1-800-65-HONDA. We'll be right back. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service through December 31st. Get a $70 mail-in rebate with the purchase of any four BF Goodrich tires in stock. We stock quality BF Goodrich tires for whatever you drive, like the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2 or the Advantage TA. All at great prices and in stock now at Sullivan Tire. And at Sullivan Tire, we'll keep your car running right all winter long. Stop in for our thorough factory-scheduled maintenance check. Our ASE-certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Right now, don't miss the chance to drive home on a new set of quality BF Goodrich tires and save $70 by mail-in rebate, now through December 31st. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is your BF Goodrich headquarters. This is a dealer-funded promotion. See SullivanTire.com or visit a Sullivan Tire location for complete details. The Great Molasses Flood of 1919, they were there. The Prue pierces the skyline. 1964, they were there. 2004, Boston baseball reigns supreme again. 
They were there. They were there when Starrow Drive opened in 1951. And when the first flight landed at Logan in 1923, they were there. They've been here for a hundred years of Boston, uniquely Boston, City of Boston Credit Union. Memberships open to anyone living or working in Suffolk or Norfolk counties. And when it comes to loans, when you need a loan, there's no place like City of Boston Credit Union. They are there. They're for you. Home loans, vehicle, tuition, energy, and personal. City of Boston Credit Union, 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union is NMLS number 403469. Equal housing lender. Visit cityofbostoncu.com for more. City of Boston Credit Union, uniquely Boston. Have you ever pondered what it would have been like to sail the island of Patmos with the Apostle John or travel the journeys of St. Paul to Corinth, Athens, and Ephesus? The early church was a force of truth for the cause of Christ. Apostles like John, Peter, and Paul spread and established the Christian faith both through the writings of much of the New Testament as well as through dynamic missionary journeys. Now, your opportunity awaits to follow in the footsteps of the apostles and experience the sights of the early church like never before. The Footsteps of the Apostles Tour. Come and see the church is mentioned in the book of Revelation. Examine the spiritual, social, and cultural settings of the early church, all while sailing the Greek Isles, visiting the extraordinary cities, antiquity, and so much more. A spiritual journey through the interactive vibrancy of church and culture can be yours as you embark on the footsteps of the Apostles' Tour. For more information and to register for this once-in-a-lifetime trip in October of 2016, visit wezradio.com or wrlradio.com. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the Spirit of Boston. And I want to thank Junior D'Amato for hanging out with us for... I've never had anybody on the air that long before. He's going to have to... He still has a studio at his house. Yeah, we could probably, you know, we could probably do something. Anyway, it's time for some trivia. And you have two choices of a trivia prize. And both prizes come with a pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show. So it's a kind of twofer thing going on here. And our rule is, if you have won in the past 90 days, give someone else a break. Because we have a lot of regulars, and we have a lot of really smart people. You know, Peter from Peter from the Edsel Club knows more old car trivia than I do. There's a little, you know, John from Bay State knows a lot of old car trivia more than I do. So if you've won in a while... Take a little bit of a break. And people probably think the day after Christmas, we're, it's a rerun anyway. But no, we're real. We're here. We're live. We're not, we're not lively, but we're here and live. Um, so this comes courtesy of the Bay State Corvair newsletter, sort of. And it kind of goes, I, I, there's, a, there's a, I can't really call it a TV show because other than it's, it could be on TV, but it could be also on your computer. And it's... Um, Jerry Seinfeld has a program called Cars and Comedians Getting Coffee. And um, it's on a network called Crackle, which I never heard of until a couple of years ago when I bought a smart television. And Crackle was one of those things you could watch over the Internet. But it's pretty good because he shows up in oddball cars and 
takes comedians out for a ride. And one of the most interesting things that had nothing to do with cars, he picked up Jay Leno one time. And they went to a coffee shop, and Jay had never had a cup of coffee before. And he drank it, and he went, oh, this is awful. Why would anybody drink this? But the, uh, the new season is going to feature people like Steve Martin, Will Farrell, Garrel Shandling. And Jerry stops by the White House in a 1963 Corvette conver- uh, Stingray, actually. And the segment was uh, filmed uh, with the president. was actually filmed this past summer. And they actually departed the White House grounds in any vehicle uh, but, you know, they actually were in the Cadillac limousine that they, which is, I think is called the Beast because it's this big, giant Escalade suburban thing. But it got me thinking about that. And then I got the Bay State Corvairs newsletter. And in the Bay State Corvairs newsletter, there was a trivia question. And the trivia question was, what was the first official White House car? So we know it's been Lincoln's and we know it's been the Cadillac, the, this thing, the Beast, which is really a armored truck, I think. But so, what was the first official White House car? And if you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and you will have a choice of a AAA membership, or which, like Junior said. You know, got his car, got his truck towed home without any problems. Uh, so it's choice of a AAA membership and a pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show or a whole bucket of cleaning products. And this is, I mean, this is really a whole bucket. It's, and it's a, it's a pretty interesting bucket because it's actually divided in half. So when you're washing your car, you have your dirty water side and your clean water side. So when you're washing your car, and then you rinse off the sponge in the clean water side, you go back to the soapy side, so you never get dirt back into the soap. So it's a double wide ba- a double wide bucket, and in you didn't get one of those. Sorry, honey. Um, and and so you get you get the bucket. You get all kinds of. They have these in the bucket. Was a uh, a bag of these uh, little. Um, I don't know, they were probably the size of a golf ball, but filled with soap. So you drop that in the bucket and it dissolves, so you have just the right amount of soap, so you don't use too much or too little. Uh, there is also some uh, tire cleaner. There's a variety of products, and and um, it, it was actually showed up in our publications department one day, and I said, what are you going to do with that? And they're like, I don't know. I said, I'll give that away. It's perfect. So you have a choice of a AAA membership or... This bucket of cleaning products, a bucket of cleaning products is going to be worth $65, I would think, too. It's a it's pretty pretty impressive little thing. And it's probably going to cost me $65 to mail it, by the way, too. So you get, And a pair of tickets to the Boston Honor Show, which is coming up uh, Martin Luther King weekend. So, And the question, again, is, might be a tough question. What was the first official White House car? And if, and if you... Oh, I'm not going to give out which president it was under. But if you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's see if anyone really knows, and we'll find out what happens. And now I want to talk about the car that got me here today, which was a 2016 Lincoln MKX. It's an upscale five-passenger SUV. The MKX comes in four trim levels, Premier Select, Reserve, and Black Label. The MKX can be ordered in front or all-wheel drive. The standard engine is a 3.7-liter V6 that develops 
303 horsepower. Optional on all models is a 2.7-liter EcoBoost engine that produces 335 horsepower. My road test was in the reserve trim package with the optional EcoBoost engine and all-wheel drive. Also included in our test model were heated seats and uh, heated steering wheel, active park assist, adaptive LED headlights, driver assistance package with lane departure warning and lane keeping assistance, front and rear cameras, and a premium sound system. On the road, this SUV drives almost like a luxury car. The suspension soaks up bumps and pavement brakes pretty easily. The cabin stays quiet with little wind or road noise. The electronic power steering is quite good with the MKX tracking straight and true. The 2.7 liter engine is silky smooth and quite powerful. We were talking about the EcoBoost engines earlier. With 60 miles an hour arriving in about six seconds, the six-speed uh, automatic transmission performs well, as does the all-wheel drive system. Fuel economy is rated by the EPA at 17 city and 24 miles per gallon on the highway. I haven't gotten that quite that good yet. I've been averaging about 22 miles per gallon overall, which isn't too bad, I suppose. The car also has a self-parking feature. Eh, I don't know. The system works and can get you in a tight spot, but so far, at least in my life, I'm a little faster than the car can park. Aww. And uh, I'd rather park my own car because I, I guess it's a matter of getting used to it. But you have to push a button. You drive along. Say you're looking for a spot to parallel park in. You drive along and the car looks for a spot. You creep by the spot and then it tells you to start to back up and then it does all the work for you. But you still have to use the gas and the brake pedal. It does get in a pretty tight spot. I will say that. But I don't know. It seems like it takes seems like it takes a little too much work. Uh, so uh, visibility is pretty good for an SUV, and the cameras and blind spot sensors all help. The cabin of the MKX is very luxurious with plenty of attention paid to detail. The leather seems to be a little better than most. The fit and finish is first class. The instrument panel is nicely designed, and all major controls are simple and easy to use. The latest Sync is a substantial improvement. Sync is their voice command system, which I've had arguments with in the past, and this one seems to actually do a pretty good job. So when I commanded it to change the radio station, it did, and it did it accurately. It did the same with the navigation, so it was pretty good. Like many luxury cars today, it has keyless entry and keyless start, and it's kind of nice as you walk up to the car or get near the car, uh, the puddle lights, the little lights that come on to let you know that that uh, that that there's a little light that shows up in front of the door, it actually lights up a Lincoln emblem. But as you walk up to the car, it goes, hello, basically, by turning the lights on. And uh, yesterday, I walked by it. It just came on and went back off again. But pretty nice the way that works. The shifter is a bit unique. It has a uh, Nash Rambler push-button arrangement. Uh, so uh, you get in the car, you hit the push-button start, and then you go, where's the shifter? And then you start looking for the directional handle or you start moving the windshield washer or it gets a little confusing but uh but no after you get used to i kind of liked it after i get used to it i kind of liked it so um the front seats are comfortable supportive uh you know the between the seat adjustments and electronic tilt and telescoping steering i think most people would be pretty pretty happy i think people of all heights should be able to fit into it pretty comfortably the cargo area is pretty good size at 13 37 cubic feet with the seats up, about 69 cubic feet with the seats folded. Our test model also had Lincoln's panoramic Vista roof. I'm surprised they could use that name because Vista roof, I thought, was an Oldsmobile, an old-timey Oldsmobile name. So I was a little surprised about that. 
Our test model uh, also had uh, some other interesting features. The MKX is has some pretty unique trim levels as well to go along with everything else. It's um, there the black label themes are available, and, and this is kind of a new thing with uh, with Lincoln. And they have uh, two are new. One is called the Muse which is inspired by fashion, lifestyle, and the art scenes of the 1920s. And the other one's called Thoroughbred, inspired by excitement, passion, and pageantry of high-stakes horse racing. So there's also the modern heritage and indulgence models. The bottom line is, if you thought that this Lincoln was just a well-dressed Ford Edge, you'd be wrong. The Lincoln MKX offers a very smooth, refined ride and a smart, elegant design that stands out from the crowd without being a show-off. Our fully loaded MKX Reserve was finished in allure blue metallic with cappuccino premium leather. Should make cappuccino. And had a base price of $47,000. And with all the options and delivery charge, it totaled out at $60,105. All right. Let's see if we have an answer to trivia here. Let's go to Don. Don, is that you? Don? John. Oh, oh, John. Okay, go ahead. John. Uh, I'm Stanley Steamer. You are correct, almost, but not quite. Hmm. Hmm. You're so close. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna hold you we're gonna hold your 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 I think we're gonna get your name and address because you're very close, but not quite. Okay. But not quite. All right? So we'll put you back on hold. I'll hold on then. All right. We'll try not to confuse too many people here. A lot of things going on. Well, well, all the things are getting going on here. Uh, I want to talk about something that I got in the mail the other day, and we're talking with Junior about these little uh, little uh, jumpstart boxes. And one of them I got is called the Noco N O C O. It's called Genius Boost, and they have a couple different models. One is called the GB Thirty. And that one you can actually jumpstart a full size truck. The first one of these I ever got was was a um, was one that it was only really designed for engines up to about two and a half liters. This one can do up to a six liter truck engine, uh, lots of capacity, a little bit more heavy duty. Um, it comes uh, it comes with a built in flashlight, which is nice, so you can see what you're doing, and all the ports where you can charge up cell phones and all those kind of things. Um, it also has um, the the lights on. The lights on it actually go from kind of. Nice to really bright. So there's also a strobe function to uh, attract attention. This is probably of the ones that I have seen. And I have seen, I think I have a couple of these now. And I have the one that looks, it's, it comes in a little elegant case. And it looks like a fashion accessory almost. And then I have another one. And then I saw this one. And this is a really heavy-duty unit. If you have a eight-cylinder truck and you need to, you need to do something to be able to, uh, you know, keep a spare jump start unit. And I have the old style one. I have one that's a regular jump start pack that probably weighs twenty pounds, and um, it does it does pretty well. So so where are we these days? Do we have Kevin? Do we? Who do we? Who else do we have? Oh, okay. Well, let's talk to him. Oh, okay. All right. So we seem to be we seem to be striking out a little with trivia here. Um, why don't you get his name and address so he doesn't have to stay on hold? But we'll take another call for right now, so we'll get it all, we'll get it all worked out here. It's all fun. Yeah, yeah. 
And we lost somebody, but now we have Kevin back. Kevin. Yes, hi, Doctor. Uh, the answer would be a white motor company, Marlowe M. Steamer. You are correct. You are correct. It wasn't quite a Stanley Steamer. It was a white. But uh, you know what? I think I think uh, both of you may win. So how's that? So oh, um, that's right. Yeah. So what do you you want the AAA membership or the uh, uh, or the uh, uh, collection of cleaning products? Uh, the AAA membership. Would I be able to give that to a family member? Oh sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll take I'll take that. Then. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll put you back on hold in just a minute. And uh, we'll get your name and address so you get a AAA membership and a couple tickets to the Boston Auto Show coming up. Oh, thank you very much. So it's a, kind of a twofer there, okay? Yeah. All right. So put Kevin on hold. I think we're all good, though. So. So, whew, I'm exhausted. Well, look, Paul Sullivan's coming in with his Joy to the World coffee cup. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I got a. Uh, I was looking at a, an article, and this is this is a pretty good article. It says Army veterans discipline cuts used car reconditioning in half, and it says uh, yeah. when yeah. Anthony Martinez joined uh, uh, three Greenway Automotive dealerships in Orlando uh, as reconditioning director two years ago, he was given these marching orders: cut time it takes to recondition and prepare a used car for sale, drawing on his discipline as a former U.S. Army captain and his training in. Uh, workflow management, Martinez increased the department's productivity and reduced redundancy by combining some employees' duties. He also eliminated time-wasting steps and simple tasks, such as cleaning a vehicle by creating written procedures and and uh, training the store's detailers. So a little bit of, uh, little bit of uh, military knowledge went a long way to try to make this dealership a better place to work and a more productive place to work. So... Hyundai's new uh, Prius fighter is going to offer three electrified options in one body. Hyundai's, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the car. It looks like I I O N I G. I don't know, I O N I Q, I O N I N O G. There's no such word. Uh, but it's going to it's going to be uh, matched up against the Toyota Prius and scheduled to debut probably next month at the Detroit Auto Show. Uh, Hyundai says the uh, car is the first nameplate from any manufacturer to offer either an all-electric, traditional gasoline and electric hybrid, or a plug-in hybrid powertrain. Uh, teaser photo depicts a black compact vehicle with triangular silhouette, lowered front hood, raised rear deck. It looks a little like a Prius, but I guess that shouldn't surprise me because one of the things that makes a Prius a pretty good car is it's very functional and it's very aerodynamic, which helps get the fuel economy where it should be. Let's uh, take a call from John, I think it is. John, is that you? Hello? Oh. John, is that you? Yes, that's me. That's you? Good. Whew. Yep. Just a couple of things. If, uh, if I were a school teacher, I'd give your interview with Junior DeMato an A+. Plus. An A+. Plus. Thank you, thank you. That was a great interview. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Well, he sounded like he was losing his voice there after a while, so I had to let him go, you know? <laughs> no, no. And then I just want to wish you a happy new year. Same to you, sir. Yeah, and thanks for the, all the information you go and I'll be listening to your program forever. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, 
Thank you. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. And so do we get everybody's name and address down? We got the two winners? All right. Which one? Did I, I already figured. Oh, you, you have it written down. Who's getting the AAA membership, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Look at you. Look at you as a professional over there. Do you, want to, do you want to turn your microphone on and introduce yourself to our audience? I am Karen. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for doing a great job of filling in. So far, we have 10 minutes left. So, and look, and Paul Sullivan's just over there in what I would say is a brand new uh, sweatshirt. Can you turn Paul's microphone on? I think it's that one. Let's try that one. Yeah, yeah let's see. Well, check, almost. Check. There we go. I think that's it. There we go. You like my new um, sweatshirt? Uh, you can see it from space. You can. I think you can. Yeah. 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 That's the that so, point. So, uh, you know, they did just have a pretty successful launch. You can't even launch. talk about it, huh? It's that bright. I, I know. It's kind of hurt my eyes, no. actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so bright, my mother calls me Sunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Ba-bum-bum. Try the video. I'm, I'm, surprised. I'm surprised you're actually here and not visiting your kid. Is your kid visiting you? Mm-hmm. Ah, that explains it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I left a crying baby as I walked out the door. He didn't want me to go. Oh. Well, that's nice. Yeah. 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 Not bad. Yeah. What's, Fast what forward a, about 10 years, you can't wait to get rid of me. <laughs> what, what is now? Now, I know they don't really call you slappy. No, yeah. but I wanted them to. Yeah. My, yeah. my daughter-in-law wouldn't go for that. Because, you know why? Because look at that. There's four of you in the room here. Well, three counting. Not counting me. Yeah. When you say slappy, you can't help but laugh. It, it's no. And that's yeah. what I want. I wanted yeah. my grandson to think. Yeah. A good time when he thought of me. So. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason, slappy just didn't go. Over. Didn't didn't work somehow. Nope. Yeah. Then I said, "I'm too young to be a grandfather, so you can call me Uncle Jed." And how'd that go? Not, not so good either. But as well as slappy. <laughs> yeah. Not so so you're just working away to a good slappy. You're you're coming up with some really bad suggestions. So slappy looks really good. No, no. Well, no. We actually psychology. We, end, we ended up at one. He yeah. calls me my name. Really? Yeah. yeah. Grully. Which that's is close, a smash that's close to Sully. Grandpa yeah. and Sully. So yeah, yeah. Grandpa that's, Sully that's is pretty, That's pretty good, yeah. And that's, usually he can, he's, you know, not two yet. It'll be two next month. He can say it, though. Yeah. Grully. Yeah. Grully. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's very brilliant, but of course I'm very biased. <laughs> so so on everybody's grandchildren. Yes. Uh, you know, it my, comes with the territory. My, my, my wife babysits for a brilliant 16-month-old or 17-month-old or... 19 month old, you know, she's, uh, you know, Amelia's brilliant too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, you forget that my, you know, the five day a week job yeah, is. is being in charge yeah. of 300 kids. Right. Uh, and well, every one of their brilliant. parents thinks they're brilliant. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And yeah. that's what they're supposed to. Yeah. My, uh, I have a coworker who has a kid who's probably a year and a half old and he, he's concerned. He really ha- doesn't talk a lot. And I said, well, you've never heard that old joke about a kid? And they said, what do you mean? I said, this kid, you know, Every year they expected a little bit more and a little bit more, and he got to be about five years old and still never really said a word. And it was his birthday, and he ate his cake, and he said, can I have more? And they were shocked. They said, what? You, 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 we didn't think you could talk. And he said, how come you didn't talk? And he said, everything was good up until now. 
Yeah, yeah. more cake. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's funny because when, when you're in a job like mine, you get to see, yeah, but perspective is different from somebody who just has one kid, and that's their frame of reference about, you know, how to raise mm. children or what children are like, what the norms are, and things like that. But when you, when you see so many of them like me, um, you know, there's one child, I, I won't forget, it was a few years ago, and uh, his father said he didn't talk till he was three years old. He didn't say a word mm. until he mm. was three. We were really, really worried about him. And now I didn't see the kid until he was five. I couldn't get him to stop talking. <laughs> so don't worry. I guess yeah. the, the, the don't worry. I mean, things yeah. unless there's something you know incredibly wrong that your doctor will be able to, to right. tell you about. Don't worry. Relax. Let kids be kids. Enjoy. Yeah. 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 So uh, Pink Floyd would say, "Leave those kids alone." Yeah. So so let me. So was it Pink Floyd? You're old uh, like me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So let's see. You're. One of the foremost authorities on Irish folk music. Say and, you. And apparently yeah. an authority on young children. Early childhood. Early childhood development. development. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I know nothing. That and a dime will get me on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> like we said last week, I think it's more than a dime. Than a, yeah. 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 In fact, I, I in fact I think it's a Charlie card. I think if you show up with money in your hand, they they tell you to get off the bus. But. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny because years ago I was really really worried. You know, I I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what I was good at, and you know you get worried about that. I said, you know, why am I here? Like the guy that ran with Ross Perot. What was his mm. name? Yeah. Stockdale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what am I doing? Here? No, yeah. but then um, you know you flash forward and don't blink, and then you know you've got some experience. And wisdom, hopefully, or at least experience. Or else you just get senile. Yeah. You just go right into that. You what? Just, yeah. What? Yeah, I huh? know. Yeah. Hey, I forgot to mention this. Somebody Say called louder. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody Please. called. Somebody called in and said, "If you have any car parts that are still in the wrapper, new, not used, take them to the Salvation Army and use it as a tax write-off." Uh, apparently, they also take. Brand new automotive parts of the Salvation Army, and they take them as a tax write-off because the Salvation Army also takes used cars. So yeah. I guess they can. Put well, they know what together. to do with them. Yeah, I guess. Incidentally, I love it when you have um, Junior Damato on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a conversation you can listen to and learn a lot from. You guys obviously have a nice relationship. You have a real um, comfortable, comfortable um, relationship between each other. Sounds good. It's good radio. Well, we try. You know, it's. Um, I, I, he's, a, he's a really, he's probably one of the best technicians that I know. He's been around a long time. He's not afraid to service just about everything. And he's, uh, he's, he's, um, uh, you know, he does, he, he does a good job. I, I brought my car there on a couple of occasions when I needed to, and always, always did a good job and always took good care of me. And the other thing I like about him is if I need an inspection sticker for my car, his shop opens at 7 a.m. in Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. I can go in, get an inspection sticker. They do it right, and I'm at work on time. Yep. Yeah. If I try, there's, there's, I still don't get it. There's a guy right opposite the AAA office, and there's a potential of, at that AAA office, 550 employees mm -hmm. during the day. Yeah. And he opens at 8.30. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't he open his door at 7.30 and sit in there and drink coffee and read the newspaper and be nice to the people that work right across the street and he doesn't it, it, to me it's just a it's just a way to get uh, you know just a way to get customers and take care of the neighborhood and I, I just don't I don't quite get that one but well incidentally speaking of triple um, uh oh this uh -oh. bright yellow yeah whatever yeah oh, it is uh, sweatshirt was my second best uh, Christmas gift first one of course my triple A membership wow yes been getting that every year since uh, 
Well, it says member since yeah. the Stone Age on my card. I don't know what it says on yours. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, Junior said it, and I'll uh, agree with that. One toe, uh, you know, that you don't, when you don't have that membership, why wouldn't you just go and pay for the membership? No, you got much it? more. You can go to the movies for free, I think, can't you? Oh, you can't go to the We have discount tickets. Right, yeah. Yeah. We have discount. And discount, discount Disney and discount Universal. Right, they planned and, our trip to Disney and, last year. You know, and... Uh, you know, and I didn't even call you to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Even further uh, discount. I can't. It doesn't work that way. No, no, right. <laughs> yeah. but, but I didn't even yeah. try. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. The um, uh, And, you know, you go to Rentham Village Outlets. You mm-hmm. can get a disc. You go in and you show them your card at the thing and you get a book of, book of discount tickets. Yeah, and I can walk there from my house. Yeah. 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 I think I've been there twice. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah. It's now, always is that proud a, of them. Is that an Under Armour shirt? Is that, that, is that Under Armour? Is that what that... Well, yeah. I was yeah. in the Rentham Outlet and I saw one, but it wasn't in my size. So this is an online purchase. Yeah. yeah. That's where I got the idea. Yeah. yeah. No, it's... The Under Armour store at Rentham exploded. It got, like, twice as big as it used really? to be. Really? Yeah. yeah. They had to move to a different location within the uh, within the mall. Yeah. See, I've only, I've only been there... I've only been there twice, I Go think. Tuesday yeah. at supper time. Yeah. That's the yeah. best time. You can get in there now. Oh. Yeah. Do we have time to do one more question? Can we cut into Paul's time a minute sure. if we have... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go. go. Let's go. go. Scoot. Good morning. Hello? 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 Oh, we have turned the phone on. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. Try that. Hi. Hey, there you are. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, Good thing you I hung in there, huh? 2015 uh, Chevy Impala, uh, and I seem to be having trouble with the drivetrain. When the car is rolling 10, 15 miles an hour, and we hit the gas pedal, there's a clunk. Clunk. Is it is it really a clunk, or is it more of a sensation? No, I can. He- we can hear it, and we can. Now it's been kind of, we can feel it also. And then sometimes it seems when we take our foot off the pedal. And hmm. um, we brought it in. They seem to think that there was something in one of the manuals saying that it was, you know, it's something that goes with the car. And he said, if, well, if not, you know, if you tried a couple more cars and, and you saw it, seen, see it happen and feel it happen, that's a normal condition. We didn't try another car, but I'm thinking, you know, if we did try a couple more cars and it didn't happen, then it wouldn't be a normal condition. That's that's exactly right. Clunk, though, it seems in the, like in the drivetrain. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be why why I thought um, it could be the torque converter locking up and unlocking, and just and and that's why I thought more of a sensation than an actual noise. Right. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely take them up on their offer. Try to find exactly the same car if you can, same engine, you know, everything. Take it for a ride and see and see if it does the same thing because it is entirely possible it there's I you know, it sounds a little cheesy, but there's you know, there's problems and there's characteristics. And sometimes a characteristic is something that happens and it can't be fixed or isn't going to be fixed in the near future, and then there's a problem. And if right. your car does it and the other car doesn't, you have a problem. If your car does it, the other car does it, and the third car does it, it's a characteristic, and it probably can't be fixed. Right. Okay, I just thought I'd okay. ask that like, there was some play there and yep. the linkage or something. Else. Yeah, I mean, everything's so tight in those cars between the engine, the transmission, and the axles. You, know, you don't you don't have a lot going on. So, yeah. And I looked real quick to see if I, there's any technical service bulletins. Nothing that I see, although the company I use is a little behind the GM factory ones, but nothing that popped up right away. Right. And it's mostly just something in the uh, city driving. You know, you're not yep. gonna, it's not going to happen in yep. highway driving. And that's why I thought it was that kind of roll-on where you get off the gas, you feel it, and you get on the gas. Probably torque converter, but, you know, I would take them up on their offer. Take another right. one for a ride. Okay, very good. Thank okay. you. Okay, take day. care. Bye-bye.
Hey, and remember what I learned a long time ago. Clunk is the first word in clunker. Okay. There you go. I think you told me that. I might have, I suppose. Somebody. I suppose I t- might have done that. <laughs> oh, I know. Clunk. I was just looking. Is your Jeep out there somewhere? Yeah, it's over this oh, side. Oh, that, okay. I, I drove thought, in a different way. I, I needed... thought maybe you bought that new car finally. No, no. but I w- I'm going to. Yeah. Although, um, what Junior said, too, I, I've got, I just turned 150,000 miles. Yeah. I could go for another 150,000 if I keep my tires and oil around. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Or what? you can wait till uh, Friday. Honda, Honda, uh, Sale days or whatever. There's, there's no better day <laughs> than like, there's no better day than yeah, December thirty first to go into a car dealership where they're standing around staring at everybody and they know they have a year end quota mm-hmm. and you could be the guy that puts them puts them over the top. So yeah, but you just told everyone in the audience that they're all going to be there now. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well, can't we wait thirty more seconds till you go off the air and say bye bye and then right. we could talk about that? No. Yeah. Huh? No. Well, it's time to say bye. They're on with you. It's time to say bye bye. Come on. I know. Now they're so, all going to be there. I know. So bad plan. So I'm going to go away right now. Go so until until next open week before eight thirty. Yeah, until next week. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be good to your car. And I only get to say this once a year. See you all next year. Have a happy and safe new year. Bye bye.